woke up this morning, and I'm still black. Nobody will ever deprive the American people of the right to vote, except the American people themselves. And the only way they could do this is by not voting. By Franklin D. Roosevelt. First and foremost, I want to wish all the mothers out there a happy and healthy Mother's Day. Hopefully you all are enjoying yourselves and relaxing this Sunday and having a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me again. I hope you and yours are happy, healthy, and safe. In this podcast, we will hear a follow-up from Kevin Washington, Jovan Rhodes, and Felicia McLean on the results of the 2020 election. They will give us their thoughts on the outcome as well as some of the issues that arose throughout the process of actually getting the vote certified. It's interesting that after going through such a tumultuous voting season that we are now seeing some politicians already preparing for our next voting season. I'll also talk about the For the People Act. But before I dive into that, let's start with part two of the election. As we all know, we're definitely living in interesting times. In order to follow up with Kevin, Jovan, and Felicia, I had to set up a Zoom meeting so that we could get together. Obviously, because of COVID, getting in front of each other was a little bit more difficult than it normally is. And I know that you, like I, are way too familiar with Zooms and Google Meetings, but they've definitely proven to be very helpful to me during this pandemic. So I asked all three of them the same questions to get a feel for how they felt the election went. So naturally, the first question I asked was, how do you feel about the outcome of the election? The outcome was the outcome. There was no fraud involved. You know, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you had 60 cases go to the courts. And there it is. It's just so obvious. You know, you got, you got Republican court-appointed judges mm-hmm. from Trump that said, there's no evidence here. You know, all the cases have been thrown out. I mean, I, f- I feel good about the outcome of the election um, overall. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I feel proud that so many people came out to vote. Yeah. The scary part is so many people still voted for the other side. 70 million plus still voted for someone who uh, had a, <laughs> to say the least, a very difficult four years um, with so much happening in the country the past four years and the divisiveness in the country the past four years, the fact that people still voted for, uh, you know, that candidate is a little troubling. But I think that the way Biden and uh, Kamala have approached it is with a professionalism and a level of respect for the office that was lacking. They didn't, they didn't back down. They stood up for themselves but they also presented the facts and they let you know where they want to take the country. So of course I'm happy, right? Because first of all, a black vice president, let's start there. Right. Yep. As I have her picture as my screensaver, it sounds crazy, but she is literally no lie. My screensaver. So I am, I'm happy about that. I'm happy that my, my daughter has someone up to look up besides me. Mm-hmm. So I think overall the outcome, I'm happy with the results. I, I am. The next question that I asked was, what do you feel will change now that Biden is president? Well, he's going to reverse a lot of stuff that Trump did. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, he's doing it now. I mean, the first 16 days, uh, you know, he's, he's using the pen like he should. They got two years to get it done because the midterm election always, there's always that chance of flipping back, you know. Right now, even with this, the rescue package, um, they're not playing with the Republicans, and you shouldn't. I mean, you know, they, they watered down Obama's agenda so bad, basically, it didn't work the way it could have worked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It took four or five years. You know, I just seen something that said, you know, if they would have stayed stuck with their numbers that they had for the plan to go through, it would have been a lot more efficient. It would have it helped the country a lot better. So... You know, they played that game already. And, you know, last couple of days, you hear they saying, look, we're pushing forward with this without, without the Republicans or not. And I agree with that. They would do the same thing. I mean, in, a, in an immediate, immediate 100 days, six months, I think they really need to get the rollout of the vaccine under control. Um, I think there needs to be a lot. It, it was it was rolled out horribly. Um there was no organization. So I think that needs to be uh, organized a lot better than the previous uh, administration was doing. And I think that that would put the country at ease uh, because the fact is people are still dying from COVID. Um, so I think an immediate um, improvement uh, and the bar is pretty low, but an immediate improvement uh, in the next 100 days, six months that you really could do is make sure you roll out the vaccine so that those who really want to get it are able to get it so that vaccines aren't wasted so that essential workers, senior citizens, and then maybe, you know, common folk like like you and I mm-hmm. are able to get the vaccine if we so choose and, and making sure that is in an organized fashion. To be very transparent, I I think there's going to be change. Mm -hmm. I think right now, within the first 100 days, he's doing exactly what he said he was going to do. And what I mean by that, he is getting the shots, you know, the COVID shots out there for everyone. He's working on a new stimulus plan. And I think the last I read, uh, so it's like in the Senate hands right now. And I think it's on the last the last phase of getting approval. Mm -hmm. Um, he is he is mending those bridges or or those issues that we have with with other countries. I still believe that Biden has a lot of work to do. Right. He has a lot of work to do because there was so many things that was destroyed for the past four years. Mm-hmm. And I personally believe a president when you become president, you need more than two terms. The first four, the first term is you cleaning up the old BS from the prior president. You're cleaning up all those mistakes. You're undoing things. You're, you, as you can see, he's going to get the Obamacare back. So all of these things you're going back to fix. That's going to take you four freaking years. So that's the first term. Yep. Then the second term is where you're starting to make those changes and to see. The third term I feel like we should have is mm-hmm. when it should be. Now you will be able to say, I see it. He did it because it, it, it's not an overnight thing. So am I happy with the results? Absolutely. Do I think that we have a long way ahead of us? We do. It's a lot. There's a lot to still think about. We're not in the clear. The third question that I asked was, 
Do you feel Trump was justified in contesting the election? Let's back up to it again to um, going to the Supreme Court, yeah. to all of the state and local courts. It's a big lie perpetrated by a lot of the news media on the right, Fox in general. You see, they've been they they're getting sued right now. Fox, Giuliani, and a lot of the cohorts. You know, <laughs> there's just no proof of. of what they're claiming, mm-hmm. you know, they went down every avenue and they came up to a dead end on all of them. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I think it shows his disrespect of the office, his disrespect of democracy, uh, his narcissism, mm-hmm. his ability at every opportunity to put himself ahead of everything else that matters to that um, office in the country in general. Um, I think that I, I, I'll never forget of everything Barack Obama has done and said. Um, one of the things he said is, you know, I'm the president and my words matter. And people are going to move based off of what I say. And I just don't think that he took that serious. And the culmination of that was his disrespect of the uh, election results, his mm-hmm. his pressure to the, I think it was the AG or uh, in Georgia to say, listen, I need 11,726 votes, which just so happened to be one more vote, <laughs> just, just so happened to be one more vote than what he needed in order to turn the election around. I mean, you know, that's just not how you, we, we're a democracy and we're respected on a global level. And the fact that it was, you know, um, uh, you know, con- th- those type of calls being made, you know, those type of maneuverings being done um, just shows a, a complete lack of respect um, for the, um, uh, election and for our democracy as a whole, which culminated into what happened on January 6th. There was no way you lost. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Fair and square, you lost. And, and and just like anybody else, you're supposed to pick, pull up your big boy draws and walk out with your head held high. You had an opportunity. You did not do what you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And the American people voted. You were just upset that there were states out there that you thought you had on lockdown and you saw a huge turnout. So you wanted to go back. You didn't think that um, Georgia was going to turn out the way it did. You didn't think that um, Michigan was going to do what they did. It was all these states you did not think. And those were the states that we needed mm. that we didn't even have to continue to go through no more of counting any other votes. We had it. Exactly. exactly. We had it. And we won exactly the way he won four years ago. And last but not least, what role do you think black women played in this election? Black women are probably, not probably, they, they are the most disrespected group, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in the country. And the fact that they made it a point to go out and vote and support uh, and back the candidate um, shows a lot about their resiliency. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that in particular, my wife 
being of the same sorority as as Kamala um, and how proud she was and how important it was to show my daughter a supremely competent, capable, um, professional uh, Black woman in that position. Um, And just to show her that it's possible and that uh, all things are possible. You got to work hard. You need need a little bit of luck. You need things to fall your way. But if you keep chopping that wood, you just keep fighting and pushing forward, you know, you can break through. So I think that's that's huge. Um, And I think it shows a lot of respect. And of course, definitely black women, minorities in general, just showing up. Um, I know they made a big point of uh, 10 to 13 percent of black males voted for the Republican candidate. But that also means 87 percent didn't, 86 percent didn't. Mm-hmm. So try not to focus on the negative, even though you wonder what those 13 percent were thinking. But try to focus on on the positive and not so much on the negative. Um, but I think it just shows that when, especially black women in particular band together, that a lot could be accomplished. And to back a competent candidate, um, you know, it's huge. What I explained to her is that why it was so important because for us, so just talk about women for a second. For women, we, you know, it's always that equality of women making sure we're getting the same thing across the board as the men, right? So we fight for that. But then to have a black woman in there to represent that role, it, it, it means a lot. And I think for me at first it hit me, then it then the whole you know, the tears came over me and then I was able to explain to her why I was crying. Not that I was sad for her, but it was, it just was a a joy to see a woman stand there in place on that stage and say that she is the vice president of the United States and to be a black woman. You know what? It makes me proud to be a black woman. Mm -hmm. That's number one, because you know why? There's many times that we, we take the back seat just known for that right because we're so used to not only putting our men in front of us mm-hmm. right even in if when you you think about it we always say we want to put our man our man is the strongest our man is strong so we want to either walk behind them walk by them but this time it shows just the strength that we have as women not saying that we don't need somebody else behind us but we know that we can be leaders with whatever we do, we are strong. Mm -hmm. We're so strong and we're not afraid. And I think that we've never showed that courage before. We've never, we've been afraid to do that because we didn't know how it'd be received by others um, because of being a woman. Mm -hmm. But it, it goes to show you that we're stronger than we thought. And I say that with, I say that even with the whole going through everything within, within 2020, right? One of the things I walked away at work was to say that um, 2020 was one of the most challenging years for me, right? Mm-hmm. It was a challenging year for for um, within my career when it came to dealing with the whole Black Lives Matter, right? Mm-hmm. And then having to be the only Black woman in my job with, within a leadership role, um, trying to be there for a team that had a few Black individuals in there where they leaned on me for everything because of what was happening. So they didn't feel comfortable to going through that. Now I'm head of a diversity team for HR diversity, which means I'm responsible for all of that diversity that happens within the HR. So trying to build training classes. At the end of the year, 
I, I, I had to take a step back and say, there was times within 2020 that I, I wanted to take my head and just put it in the sand. There was times I wanted to just to come home and cry. There was times that I felt like I didn't want to get up out of the bed, but I didn't realize the strength I had in me that every single day I got up, every single day I went to work. So while people was working from home, I was going into the office to be there for my team. I was going in to support them. I was opening the door to say, hey, I'm that black woman. Come talk to me. I'm here for you. I understand. I did that. I, I pushed through the whole COVID. And I didn't realize the strength I had in me until it was all over, until my boss came to me and said, I am promoting you. And she listed all of the things that I did that year that I didn't even realize I did. Mm-hmm. Because I was, we were, we just, you know, I think this was the year to show that as black women, we pushed through and, and we didn't take a pause. I want to take a moment to say thanks again to Kevin, Jovan and Felicia. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to sit down and talk to me and sharing your thoughts. Now, I find it extremely interesting. We had the best election turnout ever. And now we're seeing an attempt to make sure that that never happens again. We are seeing aggressive legislative attempts to curb the vote. This is the most significant attempted cutback of voting rights since the Jim Crow era. At the time I looked up this information, there were 53 bills in 43 states, and now that number has increased as we speak. These bills are designed to roll back pandemic-related changes or further restrict voting access in ways that would disproportionately affect minorities, young people, and other Democratic-leaning constituents. Now, I'm an independent, and I think that whether independent, Republican, or Democrat, we should all have our vote counted. For democracy to truly work as it should work, and that is for everyone, then everyone must be included in the vote. When you look back at the election, Donald Trump kept saying that he had the election stolen from him. Again, with no proof and countless lawsuits that have been thrown out, But now you have Republican sponsors of the bills citing Trump's false claims that he had the election stolen from him due to voter fraud. Again, with no proof of any voter fraud. Only the fact that Donald Trump lost a fair and secure election. So what is their goal? The goal of these bills is to cut back vote by mail, repeal automatic voter registration, remove ballot boxes, make it illegal to give people waiting in line to vote refreshments, end early voting on the Sunday before the election day, and voting by absentee ballot, stricter voter ID requirements, and don't forget gerrymandering. Some of you may ask, what's gerrymandering? Gerrymandering is the drawing of electoral districts by state legislators in such a way as to dilute the voting power of a member or a certain racial group or political party. Who do these laws affect? The For the People Act would stop this new wave of voter suppression. What is voter suppression? In U.S. history and politics, any legal or extra-legal measure or strategy whose purpose or practical effect is to reduce voting or registering to vote by members of a targeted racial group, political party, or religious community. 
the overwhelming majority of victims of voter suppression in the U.S. have been African Americans. This bill would set national standards to ensure that all citizens have the freedom to vote. It would ensure access to vote by mail and early voting. It would restore the right to vote for those who have been incarcerated. This is a law that would actually improve election security, an issue that some feel needs to be addressed. The election clause in this bill would give Congress the power to set national standards for the times, places, and manner of federal elections. What we need to do is pay attention. Because right now, the election is over, and it's been decided, and Joe Biden is the president of the United States of America. But what is going on right now is that you have a lot of politicians that are preparing for the future. So when we think about what's happening in America, we have to pay attention all the time, not just when it's time for a national election. But as I mentioned before, local, state, national, we have to pay attention to all of the legislative agendas that are out there. We have to pay attention to all of the bills that are being voted on, pay attention to what our governors are doing, what our mayors are doing, and understand how it's going to impact us moving forward. If we're not paying attention all of the moving parts of this machine, then we're going to get ran over. So we need to make sure that we understand what's happening so that we can be a part of the process. Pay attention to what's going on in your local, state, and national elections. Understand what your representatives are saying and how they're representing you. Because if you don't feel that they're representing you properly, then you need to get out there and vote somebody else in who you feel will. Join me next time where we'll continue the discussion on what's going on in America. This right to vote is the basic right without which all others are meaningless. It gives people, people as individuals, control over their own destinies. By Lyndon B. Johnson. I woke up this morning and I'm still black.